Welcome to a very special episode of the Special Strength Fitness Podcast, where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. As always, my name is Imtiaz, and today I'm super excited to talk to you about motivation versus discipline. These are two of the most important words in the health and fitness industry that we hear all the time. And it's important for us to demystify what these mean and understand how motivation and discipline work. If you understand something, you're able to utilize it in your life effectively. Most of us just hear these words and think, okay, well, I kind of know what motivation is, right? It's when you get really driven to do something. Uh, It's usually triggered by some kind of uh, an external message or something that you've seen or experienced that gets you motivated, right? Maybe you saw somebody else doing the same thing that you want to do, and that motivates you. But the problem with motivation is it's very short-lived. We rarely are able to hold on to motivation for long enough to complete the task at hand and get the end results we're looking for. Discipline, on the other hand, is sort of the constant action that gets you from point A to point B. Discipline is what helps us achieve our goals. But majority of us out here don't exactly know what discipline is. We haven't defined discipline. So when it comes to the long-term use of discipline, we fail. Well, in today's episode, I'm very excited to get into the details of both motivation and discipline, give you some tools on how to build both and hold on to them so that you can make achieving your goals a lot easier. All right, let's start with motivation. When is the last time you remember being motivated? And how did that go? Chances are, if you start looking into your history, you'll realize that motivation is amazing when it first comes on board, but it doesn't last long enough. It just doesn't go the distance that you need it to go. Now, why does that happen? Well, I'm an analogy guy, and I love to use analogies because they're a universal language. Everybody understands uh, what analogies refer to. So my favorite analogy when it comes to motivation is that of a matchstick, okay? When you take a matchstick, And for the younger generation, a matchstick is what we used before lighters were a common thing. When you you use a matchstick and you strike it, it lights up with fire instantly, right? You have instant fire. But that source of fire, that heat, the light, it doesn't last very long. It burns out relatively quickly. That's what motivation is. It's a short burst of energy, a short burst of drive that gets your momentum started. Now, this being a fitness podcast, I'm going to use health and fitness as the example here. Let's say your goal is to lose weight. Okay, you made a New Year's resolution and you said, okay, this year I want to lose 10 pounds. Great. You've already taken the first step by creating a goal. Now what? Maybe you look for sources of motivation. Maybe you go to the gym, you see other people working out and that keeps propelling you forward. Maybe you look at an infomercial and... You think, you know what, I want to look like that person on TV and I want to follow that plan and I want to use those tools and those equipment, those pieces of of equipment to uh, get myself from point A to point B. Great, you've got that motivation. Ask yourself this question. Why can't you hold on to that, right? I mean, if motivation is such a great thing and it really does feel amazing at the beginning, why is it that you cannot hold on to it? It's simply because we are not biologically or psychologically geared to hold on to motivation, okay? Uh, To give you a bit of a biology background to this, okay, your nervous system, the human nervous system is very efficient at adapting to its environment. So when it gets exposed to the same stimulus over and over again, 
the response in the nervous system gets lower and lower because it's seen this thing over and over again. It understands it. It doesn't have to have all its processes devoted to uh, paying attention to it. When you're motivated by something, whether it's a person or, or an event or, or a commercial or what have you, it, it works the same way. Your initial surge of reactions to that motivating piece of information or visual cue or audio cue is your mind wakes up, your body wakes up, says, wow, that's amazing. And you start feeling all these great feelings. You feel that drive, that inner drive, that adrenaline starts going a little bit. That's your initial reaction. But just like anything else, when you see it repetitively or when you try to motivate yourself repeatedly, you're going to notice that you don't necessarily feel that same adrenaline going anymore. You don't feel that drive anymore because now you're starting to adjust to it, right? It's the exact same thing when you have a fight or flight response, when you do something new for the first time. I remember when I first stepped into uh, a, a Muay Thai gym, and I had had previous training before, but the first time I went to a proper full-on Muay Thai gym, I remember the very first time that I stepped in the ring for some sparring. I knew the basics. I knew what I should be doing in there, and I knew what it should feel like having been an athlete all, athlete all of my life. But man, as soon as the timer went off, it's like the fight or flight response just seized me up. I couldn't move. Like I felt like instead of moving you know, left, I was staying stationary. Instead of going right, I was going backwards. And nothing was making sense anymore because that initial surge of reactions within me was just completely freezing me in the, in the moment. Fast forward to just a week later, right? Just a few classes in, a few sparring sessions in, and I was no longer stiff in the ring. I was able to move and flow. Fast forward a month later, and, and my combinations, my movements were all coming together beautifully compared to the very first day I stepped in because I was no longer reacting at the same level to that same stimulus. So this is why we cannot hold on to motivation because it's great to get you started, but it is not meant to propel you for perpetuity. Right? We're not built to take that thing that motivates us and keep going with it. Now let's contrast, compare and contrast that to discipline. The analogy for discipline, so remember guys, the analogy for motivation is a single matchstick. You light it on fire, you get instant heat, instant light, but it's short-lived. Discipline, on the other hand, the analogy for that is that of a bonfire or a campfire, right? A massive, massive campfire. Discipline is like building that campfire. You have got to put a log in there. You've got to put a log in there often. Keep feeding the fire. You have to build the structure. You have to build the system. And even after you light that fire, you want to keep feeding that thing and making sure it's getting oxygen. You have to keep working at that fire to keep it going. And that's what gives a campfire or a bonfire the ability to get so massive and get, get bigger and, and provide heat for more than one person and provide a, a massive source of light compared to a matchstick. So as you guys can see, you know, discipline requires constant effort. Motivation is sort of a one-shot exposure, if you will. Now, why does discipline work? Because you can say, you know what, MTS, I, I can light another matchstick. I can light ma another matchstick. And that's akin to I can expose myself to other ways to motivate myself. Of course you can. But then why does discipline work and motivation doesn't? Well, discipline works when it's done correctly because you place systems there. You need to make some systems available to you. So when that discipline starts to falter because of other factors outside of that task, you can always go back to the system and fall back on the system. Let me explain that a little bit because this is a little bit in the weeds here. 
When I say systems, I mean you need to have a method, okay, a specific method for that task or for that thing you're trying to do, where when your discipline starts to falter or, or starts to waver, you can go back to a specific step in that system and say, okay, I'm losing focus, I'm losing track here, so let's go back to this step and re-engage from here. I'll give you an example. Okay, I love Google Calendar. It, it's, it's been a lifesaver for me, and I use it daily, weekly, monthly, annually, and I love that thing to death. The reason is because Google Calendar helps me plan out my time. And am I always hitting everything perfectly? No, I'm not. But having that plan means I can always go back to that and refer to that system I play. I place and say, okay, today I got you know five out of the 10 things I wanted to get done. So let's just analyze what didn't work out and let's make an, an adjusted plan for the next day so I can get my things done. I would never be able to do that if I didn't create a system where you know everything's kind of scheduled out in approximate time zones. Okay? Another example of having a system, okay? So you're trying to lose weight. One of the things you need to do is stay in a calorie deficit, okay? That's a universal truth. You're not going to lose weight unless you're in a calorie deficit. So to stay in a calorie deficit, a few things need to happen. You need to have a method to track what you're eating, calories in, right? You need to exercise regularly, okay? Whether that's every day, whether it's every two days, three days, it depends on the context, but the point is you need to have a way to track what you're eating and make it as consistent as possible. And you need to have a way to monitor your exercise adherence. So how often do you exercise? Now, if you just do it by heart and say, okay, you know what? I should be working, working out three days a week. Okay, great. Go ahead. Work out three days a week. Two weeks later, what happens when you skip a day? The next week, you skip two days, right? How do you get back on track? Now, here, if you have a system in place, it's easy to get back. To say, okay, let me just go back to what I've written down. Here's the schedule I'm supposed to follow. And here's where I kind of fell off. Why did I fall off? Well, XYZ happened in my life. I fell off. So now I can re-engage in that particular part of my training. Keeping track of your diet is another one. If you're not tracking what you're eating, or at least not planning what you're eating, how do you know you're going to be able to stay consistent at the calories you need? Right? And th this is where most people fail. They fail to plan. So they are essentially planning to fail. I hope that makes sense. I'm going to try to clear that up a little bit more. Um, another example of having a system in place, okay? Take your car, for example. You know you've got to do routine maintenance on your car every so kilometers. Let's take an oil change, for example. I change my oil every, let's say, 5,000 kilometers. Now, if I don't write that down somewhere, or if I don't have that schedule that I'm going to change it every 5,000 kilometers, and I'm just driving around all year long, how will I know when it's really time to change that? How will I know when I've started to damage the engine because I haven't changed the oil? I have to rely on a system. I have to know that, okay, every 5,000 kilometers, I am going to be changing the oil in my engine. Or I have to put that, put that down on a calendar somewhere. Like every, you know, every two months, I'm going to change the oil. Every four months, I'm going to change the oil. Every six months, I'm going to go in for an inspection. You guys get the idea, right? It's all about having systems in place. Now. Part of having systems in place is having systems in place that help you succeed, which is what we've talked about so far. The other half of it is having systems in place for when you fail, okay? And you must, and this is a critical, critical point, 
you must account for failure. You must account for when you fall off the wagon, so to say. 90% of people don't do this. This is the missing step. This is the missing step between successfully having systems in place and helping you stay disciplined versus not. To give you an example of this, I know that I'm on a diet and I want to lose 10 pounds. Now, if I just plan for success, saying, okay, I need to work out three times a week and I need to eat 2,000 calories uh, every day, that's great. But what happens when you fall off the wagon because of whatever reason, okay? Something happens in your personal life, a crisis comes up, you got sidetracked because you went on vacation, whatever. What do you do when you fall off? Well, first of all, your first plan, your first system should tell you, okay, I fell off on you know, week three workout number two. So, okay, I know I need to kind of go back to that point and resume there. That's excellent. But how do you come out of that spot where you were off the wagon and off track? Well, you have to have systems for that as well. An example of a system would be, okay, I know that I'm attempting to work out three times a week and I'm going to try to eat 2,000 calories every day. However, should I fall off track on a given day, I know that the next day, I'm going to have to adjust my calories a little bit just to make sure that overall at the end of the week, my average calorie is in a deficit. Or if I miss a workout, I know that the very next day or two days later or whenever it happens to be, I'm going to adjust my workouts just a little bit to make sure the muscle groups I wanted to hit during that workout I missed or those workouts I missed are being stimulated so I'm not completely losing out on the training effect. By having these two systems in place, one for success and one for a failure, you're going to absolutely increase the ratio or the amount of times you stick to what you said you would do or you stick to what you know you need to do to achieve your goals. And that is essentially the definition of discipline. This is what separates those who successfully stay disciplined and on track with their goals and those who don't. Okay? And if you had to just place one system in place, if you're new to this and you have to just plan for one thing, I would specifically plan for your failures. Assume you're going to fail. Human beings are mistake-making, failing machines. We are extremely good at doing that to ourselves. And that's okay. That's called being human. But if you want to succeed ultimately and at the end of your, at the end of your attempts at achieving a goal, you better have a backup system for when you fail. That has been the critical game changer for me. I cannot tell you how I struggled for so many years to figure out, okay, how can I get more disciplined? Because even when I stay disciplined for a month, two, three, four, five, six, in month number seven, I fall off and I just kind of fall off for a whole bunch of months. And you know what? Uh, part of that has to do with the fact that you have to be okay with failure, okay? Everybody fails. You have to be okay with it. This is part of life. Be kind to yourself. But in being kind to yourself, you need to acknowledge that, okay, did I not reevaluate my goals at enough intervals? Because why have I not, let's say, worked out in, in two months? Is it because I no longer need to achieve that goal or I want to achieve that goal? That's one conversation. But the other one is, hey, what did I plan as a contingency if I should go off track for more than two workouts? What was my plan? And once I started to implement that system where if I start to fail, so, so to say, if I start to lose track and, and fall off track with what I'm trying to achieve here, when I started to implement a system for that and plan for that ahead of time, immediately it was so much easier for me to just say, you know what, 
I don't need to think about this. I already have a system in play. Let's go and see what I had planned. And I'm going to say about 95% of the time I had that plan in place, I was able to go back on track and catch up to where I needed to be at that stage of my process. So that that's the big difference, you know, between motivation and discipline. Motivation, it's, you know, you can only listen to so many motivational tapes and motivational, you see so many motivational videos and read so many motivational articles. You're just not built to keep supplying motivation and, and get peaked and react to it the same way. But discipline, it's slow, it's boring, it's it's tedious, but boy, does it work. It's so effective. And that is the key, guys. If you want to succeed in your health and fitness goal this year, find discipline, okay? Find a way to get discipline and use the systems I just talked about. One system for success. So plan your things out, write it out. Another system for failure, okay? That's your backup system. Now, it's all well and good, you know, planning out your discipline system and, and making sure you understand how motivation works. But let's talk about how we even acquire and find motivation. This is the fun part. This is, this is something that's so open based on your life. Um, if you want to find more motivation, okay, number one, you need to become a source of motivation for yourself, okay? And I say that because most of us sit at, sit at home nowadays or, or, you know, in our life, in our lives, we end up beating up ourselves over so much, right? We tell ourselves we're not good enough because X, Y, Z, you know, we did this, we did that. And all of the, all of these things we tell ourselves, this negative self-talk, guys, flip that script, right? Start talking to yourself more positively. I promise you, yes, everybody's flawed. Everybody's making mistakes. Everybody's done things they're not proud of. But at the end of the day, you're a human being. You're supposed to do those things and learn from them. None of those mean that you're not qualified or, or you don't deserve to be happier, to have better health, to look better, to feel better. It doesn't mean that at all. You need to become your source of motivation. That has to be number one. And that doesn't happen overnight. It's a long, slow process. But it starts with you identifying where you're beating yourself up first. Where are you beating yourself up? Because I promise you, you're doing it to yourself and the world is also doing it to you. Whether you know it or not, the world is beating you up. That's just the nature of, you know, the world. So you're just piling on to yourself when you don't need to. You need to be your cheerleader. You need to understand, hey, I'm a worthy human being. I'm worth my own self-respect. Okay, that's number one. Number two, external sources. I use external sources of motivation often. Often when I am having trouble, you know, getting my fire to burn as bright and, and as large as I need to get started. And I'll explain that. Okay, it's taken me a, a lot of years and a lot of soul searching and psychology to get over the negative self-talk that I did to myself for many years for many different reasons. However, once I got a handle on that and I realized, you know what, no, like I deserve better than what I'm doing to myself, I started to achieve a lot more, but there were times when that wasn't enough. Like the goal was so big that it was like, okay, like how do I exactly, you know, amp myself up here just to get started? And once I get started, my discipline systems will take over, no problem. Well, you know, one of my favorite ways to go about that is I, I look up motivational quotes and motivational speakers and motivational audio clips and videos. And, you know, I don't spend hours on them. I, I just look, look at them for a short little while and try to get the message they're sending home. 
And most of the stuff that's out on YouTube or Spotify and podcasts and whatnot, it's actually pretty good. It's not a bad place to get motivation. I used to think that motivational speakers are garbage. And, you know, no disrespect to anybody, I still think that motivational speakers only address half the problem, right, that most people are having. Motivational speakers are great to get that fire started, though. They're an amazing matchstick. If you find the right person you resonate with, oh boy, that can really get you going, right? I've experienced that firsthand. So if you are having some trouble here in this area, I highly recommend get into those motivational speakers, motivational quotes, analyze them, and apply them to your own life, okay? It's not enough to get the knowledge. You have to do something with it. Another source of motivation is knowing that if you stick to your discipline and do the actions, you are building credibility with yourself. This is such an important concept. You need to build credibility with yourself. If you don't build credibility with yourself, when you start faltering and falling off the wagon, you're going to start going back into that negative self-talk because you know you haven't done the work, you haven't built the credibility. So it's easy to say, oh, look at you. You know, you haven't done anything. Why do you deserve to be healthier, happier, etc.? So you've got to build credibility with yourself. And the way you do it, and here's the beautiful marriage of motivation and discipline, is you have to stay disciplined and do the work. When you do the work, even if it's taking you longer to get to your goal than you expected or wanted, you're going to be happier and driven because you know you put the work in. Maybe the results aren't here because of XYZ reason. That's okay. At least you're moving forward. Every single day, every single hour, you're moving forward. But the moment you stop building credibility with yourself is when you start destroying credibility with yourself. And again, I'm coming back to this whole self-talk angle because it's so, so important to understand this relationship with yourself. If your self-talk and your self-belief in yourself is broken and flawed, it doesn't matter how many motivational speakers you listen to, how many systems of discipline you employ, you are not going to move forward because internally you're having that struggle and that fight. So guys, three sources of motivation I just talked about. Use motivational speakers. Talk to yourself in a positive manner because you need to become your own source of motivation. Absolutely you do. There's no question about this. If you are broken, you're not going to move forward. doesn't matter who says what to you. And number three, and this one's critical, probably the most important out of all of these, is build your credibility. Because I promise you, if you are involved in negative self-talk with yourself, when you start building credibility, that starts going away. That starts going away because you can look back at your own history and say, okay, you know what? I actually did the things I said I would do. Even if the results aren't here yet, no problem. I'm actually moving forward and doing the things I said I would do. That means I can do the next thing I'm saying I can do or I need to do. That credibility is absolutely critical. And when it comes to discipline, there's absolutely no substitute for writing down your plans. If you are not writing down your plans, if you are not writing down your systems, and I promise you, the greater detail you write it down in, the better for you. If you fail to write this down, I promise you, you're planning to fail at a stage. At some stage, you're going to fail and not know what to do with yourself and go right back to square one. And again, there's nothing wrong with going back to square one, but why go back to square one when you can just go back to square four or five? right? The systems you place, it cannot just be in your head and in your heart. It has to be on paper, on a digital format, somewhere you can see. See, my own personal system has evolved so much over the years. I literally have quotes like in front of me. I'm recording right now in my my, uh, recording space, if you will, which is essentially our utility room. And right in front of me, this is where I sit every day to study, to work, to to create my podcast. Uh, And right in front of me is that quote that I know I need to drill in my head which is what you do consistently is what you are good at. 
I didn't just put that up there for, you know, motivation's sake. I put that up for discipline because I know every single day, multiple times a day, I'm going to look at that thing. So in a random hour of the day, when I'm starting to lose my motivation, when I'm starting to lose my discipline and my drive for whatever reason, right? Because life happens. I look at that and I say, you know what? I may be faltering right now. That's okay. But I know I'm going to get back to doing the thing I need to get good at. And I said I would get get good at. Whether that's, you know, learning how to how to live in this Instagram, Snapchat world that I'm not quite 100% familiar with, learning how to edit videos and podcasts and, and reaching out to guests, making sure I'm producing content that helps all of you get better and more successful and healthier in your life. No matter what it is, that physical reminder in front of me is my backup system. That's my backup system. When I start to fail, I look at that. And my success system, like I already said, my Google Calendar, every, 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 every hour of every day of every week has been planned out. Even if it's just open time, you know, nothing scheduled, it's planned out. So I know what to expect. I know what I'm roughly expecting myself to do. Does it always go that way? Of course not. Life happens. I have kids. I have a family. I have obligations outside of, you know, whatever goal I'm trying to achieve at this time. But at least I have a scaffold with which to work, with which to climb. The importance of having those two systems is critical. All right, guys. Now, like I always say, knowledge is not enough. You need to apply it to your life. So take this information you just got about motivation and discipline. Okay, how to find more motivation. We went over that. And how to build discipline. Well, build the systems. You have to write it down. Okay, take that and do something with it. Create your systems today. They don't have to be complicated to start with. They can be as simple as putting a quote in front of you and saying, what you do consistently is what you get good at. It can be just that simple, or it can get as complicated as my Google Calendar is, right? But no matter what, you've got to put those systems down. And then the next step is just following it blindly. Just follow it. Just follow it for a week. See what happens. Follow it for three weeks. And I promise you, by the time you do it a a few times, it's going to become like second nature. And you're going to find yourself in that flow state where everybody performs at their best. I hope this has been helpful for everybody. I appreciate everybody listening in. I'm so glad you tuned in because I have so many amazing guests lined up. I'm, I'm recording new podcasts with guests almost on a weekly basis. And until the next time I see you, take care of yourself, stay strong, be kind to one another, and I'll see you then. 